everybody. This is uh, Scott Rothschild with KASB, and I'm with Mark Tallman, Associate Director for Advocacy, and we are starting something new called uh, Ask KASB. And basically, we're accepting questions dealing with school funding, school operations, student achievement, anything you would like to ask us about the Kansas school system. And our resident expert, Mark Tallman, will answer those questions. Or find someone who can. Right. So uh, today, uh, we're going to tackle the issue of school property taxes. Uh, this has been a uh, property taxes is always an emotional issue. Uh, and this has been recently a big issue where some have cited high property taxes as a reason to consider a constitutional amendment that would remove the Kansas Supreme Court from basically school adequacy funding cases. Right. So the question is, Mark, how does Kansas compare with the rest of the nation when it comes to school property taxes? Well, relatively low, I guess, is the short answer, and let's dig into that a little bit more. Uh, to look at this question, we go to an annual publication called Public Education Finances, and it reports for every state the dollars raised as local revenue by property taxes. We converted that to a per-pupil amount using data out of the same report, and we found that Kansas local school property taxes amount to about $2,100 per pupil, uh, that would be 37th in the country out of 43 states that have local property taxes. So you can see at that level, we're really quite low. And in fact, we are lower than any of our neighboring states or any of the other plain states. And when we talk about our neighboring states, we're referring, of course, to Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma. The plain states are Missouri, Nebraska, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. That's a geographic reason. Now, for to understand that that amount does leave something out in Kansas when we talk about local revenues. And that's the 20 mil property tax level, which for many years was a local revenue, although all districts had to raise it to help fund their schools. Several years ago, the legislature still requires local districts to levy it, but it's sent directly to the state and reappropriated. So it's now considered state aid. We don't know how other states might treat this. So the numbers I've given where we rank 43rd is entirely out of local revenue. If you add the state amount, that moves Kansas up to probably into the 30s. It adds about another $1,200. Um, but it's important to understand there may be other states that would also go up if this was the case. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of see on one level what 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 the min the the the, the uh, minimum that every state would be having is is the the numbers that we're reporting. We're about even if you add the twenty mills, we're about six hundred dollars below the U.S. average, um, and when you add it, we are still lower than all of our neighboring or uh, uh, plain states except Minnesota and Oklahoma. It's kind of interesting because Minnesota uh, funds K-12 education per pupil quite a bit higher than Kansas, so even though their property taxes are low, it's because they're providing other revenue. Oklahoma, uh, lower if you don't count any type of state effort, they simply spend significantly more than Kansas. They're one of the lowest spending states in the country. And so why are Kansas school property taxes so low? Well, we think there's about three reasons. I will list them, and you know, you may have some other questions or reflections yourself. I mean, the first one is simply that Kansas is a 
relatively low spending state. Um, we have dropped down to about 31st nationally. If you look at total total dollars or total revenue per pupil from all sources, state, local, and federal, and, and that has been dropping recently. Again, in our region, we spend less than Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, Nebraska, and Iowa. We spend almost the same as Missouri, and we only spend more than South Dakota, Colorado, and and uh, Oklahoma. Uh, and, and remember, those are the, that data is always a couple years old. It would not surprise me if Missouri has passed us um, at least before the additional funding was added the school year that just ended. So we'll, we'll have to see about that. So one thing is simply our property taxes are relatively low because our school funding is relatively low. The second is Kansas has, at least since the mid-90s, made a policy decision to have a lot more school funding come from state appropriations in order to keep property taxes low. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the policy has been that even if Kansas wants to spend more on education, and some years we've been relatively higher, some years less, uh, there's long been the idea that we should try to fund as much as possible at the state level to keep those local property taxes down. In fact, in, the, in that same region that I talked about, Kansas has the lowest percentage of, of total school funding coming from states or from local sources mm -hmm. as compared to state and federal. So it's a choice. Um, and that's another thing that's really important for people to understand. We often talk about, well, K-12 education is half of the state budget. We can't sustain that. Well, it's half the state budget largely because we've wanted to keep local property taxes low. We could be like other states, Nebraska is a good example, and have a much lower share of our state budget coming uh, uh, going education, perhaps cut spending at the state level, but then the local responsibility for schools would be much higher. And the last reason I think to, to talk about is the impact of equalization aid. Um, one of the things that has happened in Kansas, both by legislative choice, but even more so because of what the Supreme Court and, and the other courts have said about the need for equalization, is that a significant amount of state aid goes to schools frankly, to offset property taxes. So what are some of those things? Bond and interest aid. $190 million in aid goes to help lower property wealth districts pay for their bond issues. If that state, if state wasn't spending that, those districts would have much higher property taxes or they simply wouldn't be able to have the kind of buildings, equipment, and upkeep that they have now. Capital outlay aid is the same way. About $60 million a year goes to capital outlay aid. That doesn't change how much local taxes are raised, um, specifically because districts basically can levy up to eight mills, but this means some districts may pull back on their property taxes a little bit because they're given state aid to keep those taxes a little bit lower. And then the final thing, and the biggest, is local option budget. Uh, about, let's see, about almost $500 million in state aid goes to local option budgets. This money, that, that almost $500 million, does not increase what schools spend. Your LOB is a maximum of 33% of your general fund, which is fully funded by the state. Uh, it simply means that uh, the state will pay a portion of that. If the state wasn't doing that, those same districts would either have to have much higher local property taxes or they would have to reduce their LOB and what they can spend on students. So... I think a lot of people may not 
realize that, but a lot of school funding uh, is simply to offset local property tax requirements, and that is, of course, linked to equity. Well, that's exactly right. I, I think that's one thing that w why, why people sometimes get frustrated with how complicated mm -hmm. school finance is in this whole topic. Uh, when, when people talk about questions, of, well, how much do we spend? And It's very important to understand the context. Uh, there have been years, for example, when the biggest increase in school funding has not added any more money to what districts get to spend, but was equalization aid, which drove down property taxes in some cases. Session? We had a special session that exactly looked at that. And that is important to note all the way back to you know the current school finance law passed last session, which was very similar to the law that had been passed in 1992. That 1992 law was very much about reducing and equalizing property taxes around the state. State aid went up significantly that year. A portion did go to increase local school budgets, but a big part of that money, probably a majority of the money that year, actually went uh, to offset local property taxes. So uh, to sum up, I guess it's uh, interesting to know that Kansas has basically evolved into a state that has a, a, a direct policy to keep local property taxes low. Correct. That's something that has always been seen as important. And I think the thing, now let me, let me make a point. I'm sure that for most of our viewers, you think your property taxes sure. are too high. Nobody... Nobody likes to pay property taxes. Mm -hmm. Every survey says that they're the least popular, uh, and everyone's worried about them going up. It's just important to understand that in many other states that don't have our constitutional requirement that some people worry about, they rely on property taxes much more than Kansas to fund their schools. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting point. I think that's a point that needs to be repeated. So so you're saying in states that don't have the constitutional requirements that we have, their property taxes for schools are higher. Correct. The, the worry or the concern or the, the opposition that is sometimes heard about our Constitution and the role of the courts tends to focus on the idea that, well, we're having to spend more and more. Mm -hmm. But remember, that same Constitution and that same judicial system has also put in place some provisions of equity that we think have had a big impact on property taxes in our lower wealth districts in the state, which probably are certainly a majority of the students and taxpayers in the state. Okay. Well, Mark, thanks a lot. I appreciate your, your work on this. And, and uh, like I said, we're doing this Ask KASB. Uh, we'll take your questions and uh, we will submit them to our expert and uh, get answers to you. Thank you.